This is the Addiction Recovery Podcast with Stephen T. Ginsberg, founder of Restore Detox Centers in sunny California. Enjoy your experience. Hey everyone, we're back in black. It's Steve and Steven, and we're here today to talk about how to talk to your kids about drugs and alcohol. Steven, so great to be together again. Steve, always love our time and love when we have the opportunity to focus on the solution together. Absolutely. And today I, I really want to pick your brain about this important topic. Uh, and let, let me start off with, you know, the, this whole idea of, of talking to your kids about drugs and alcohol. I, I, I wonder, you know, when it comes to talking to your children, you know, do parents feel more comfortable talking to them about sex or about drugs and alcohol or about money? And, you know, it's so interesting because I read a study, in fact, about money where uh, it said that more parents are comfortable to speak to the kids about sex than they are about money because money's just this uncomfortable thing. So let's shift gears and talk about drugs and alcohol. What is your take on that? And, and how do you think the, the overall census is with parents? First of all, I think it's a very interesting point and talking point to look at. And, and I think there's an unusual dynamic. There's a little bit of a dynamic of if they, if they don't address it or they sort of steer away from it, somehow it won't present itself as a problem. And that's not reality nor realistic. And I believe they know that. But then above and beyond that, there's also sort of a hopeful disconnect where it's not going to affect my child. And none of those things connotate anything bad nor neglect. It's a bunch of wishful thinking. It's a lot of hope, but it won't serve our children best. But this is an area where I am very careful to be certain to be able to convey my conviction, but also not to overstep and to help moms and dads find their way to make it their own and present transparent information. Yeah, and that makes perfect sense. I mean, is there a, a certain age that parents should start talking to their kids about drugs and alcohol? I really, really believe the inception of middle school. So if you have a middle school program that starts in sixth grade, I believe that's a perfect time. If you have a middle school program that starts with seventh grade, I believe that's a perfect time. I believe the sooner the better you can just start to educate and inform your child or children about the perils of what's going on in society with drugs and alcohol, the better and appropriate depending on the age of the child. But it's important to keep them safe. It's important to protect them from themselves. And Steve, I think it's important to understand that these industries, the tobacco industry, the alcohol industry, and to a degree, the drug industry is looking for their next crop of consumers and preparing as such, those consumers are our children. But I mean, that's scary. I mean, and, and it's sad, but that's the reality. Agreed. It's scary and it's sad and, and it's the reality. So since it's the reality and we've brought them here to this reality, let's insert ourselves and come alongside them and be bold and be transparent and invite them into the dynamic and stand with them and for them against these things that only seek to harm them. Absolutely. Great advice. Do you remember the D.A.R.E. program? Was that around when yes. you were in school? It, it was. That was the D.A.R.E. program, the Just Say No program. Those are all 
big programs uh, when I was coming up. And, and if I had chosen to have ears that could listen, or if I had the dynamic uh, that was needed in my household, that would have served me well, but that wasn't the path I was supposed to be on. And that's fine because it helped me contribute in the way I can on this day to whomever out there needs any of this content that you and I are providing. Well, and it's interesting too, because, you know, I, I heard once that, you know, the DARE program, and if you're listening to this and you're not familiar with it, it was, it, it stands for drug abuse resistance education. You know, when it got launched in my school, I think I was in like fourth or fifth grade and they came mm-hmm. in, they had like these really cool black shirts, you know, and DARE was written in, I think in like red lettering. And it's just like a, yep. a really cool shirt and the cool program. And they had like the police there, they brought the canine dog. And it was this big thing. And then they came back to our school a couple of times and I thought it was a neat program, but then I heard some criticism about it because they said that it almost made it like a little more alluring for the kids, you mm-hmm. know, not that they're like, oh yeah, you should go out there and, and do Coke or smoke pot, but they, you know, it, it almost had like the reverse effect where kids were like, oh, this is, huh, maybe this is kind of cool. And it, it backfired a little bit on them. Now, I'm not sure, you know, the, the full truth of that, but I bring that up because I want to ask you this question. How do you think parents can best approach the conversation about drugs and alcohol with their kids, but do it in a way that doesn't entice them or make them more curious? Meaning, let me say this one more thing. I mean, because, you know, if a parent says, hey, look, you know, Johnny, you know, I used to smoke pot back in high school. I just... I just am really concerned about it being prevalent with you. So, you know, let's have open communication. I don't want you getting into it. You know, I, I mean, I did it and I, I fell into this trap and, you know, but I don't want you to go down the same path. I mean, if you're not careful, don't you think a parent can almost plant a seed in the kid's head or some kid's heads where they're like, Hmm, well, my mom and dad, they, I mean, they did this, they smoke, they drank, you know, they do this or that and they're fine. I could do the same thing and be fine. I mean, what are your thoughts on all that? I always go with what I get when you and I speak on these things. Reminds me of Adam and Eve in the garden. You know, they weren't supposed to eat the fruit. And the serpent came and said, what? They said you couldn't eat the fruit. And what does Adam and Eve want to do? Sure enough, you know, they're going to eat the fruit. Uh, So to your point, I think there's some of that that is layered in there historically, Steve. And I I think here's where... For me, I'm about it becoming very small for families. It's about sitting down with your children. It's about taking a good look at it over a series of conversations. It's about being candid. And then here's the last facet of what it's about. And it's about helping your children understand from early on, this is a different day and age. There's different things out there, things that can kill you, that will kill you. And because of that, and because of this not being prevalent when I was coming up, we're going to be drug testing you regularly, uh, randomly, not because of anything you're doing wrong, but because of what you're facing in the world. And it's also going to give you the easiest out in the world if peer pressure comes calling. And that is the ultimate way through these formative years, along with good information to keep your child or children safe. And I want to say one last thing. And, and parents sometimes will get tight right at this moment of the conversation. That's absurd. My child doesn't need it. That's a generalization. 
It's an overshoot. Great. Let's assume it's absurd. Let's assume your child doesn't need it. Let's assume it's an overshoot. If the only reason it's done is so that they don't have to face peer pressure, if the only reason it's done because it thwarts any possibility of them encountering something with fentanyl in it, if the only reason it's done is because it further delays them drinking while underage, it is worth all of those factors that are connotated as negative to protect our children from what? From themselves. Yeah. No, and I love that. And I, I love that idea of, you know, creating these guardrails, these boundaries, this structure, this process, you know, whether it's, you know, drug testing or whatever it may be, you know, just to, you know, like you said, give the kids an out where they, yes. they you know, they're around their friends and the bag of Coke comes out and they're yep. like, Whoa, I can't do that. Like, seriously, if, if my, my parents drug test me and if I show up positive, you will never see me again. There it is. Um, then the kids on. are like, okay, cool. Let's move on to the next kid. Right. They get it. And, and, and you are protecting your child and it's not about, I don't ever want the parents to view. I am very consistent with this message. You know, I am, you've known me a long time now and you've heard it from me a time and time again. It's not about your kid. It's about the other kids. And we want to reach every single child because it is out there. Just play the tape all the way through. There is going to come a day. Every single solitary thing is going to be legal, going to be taxed, going to be marketed, going to be sold. This is that moment where this, this actual action item can keep them safe from the whole rest of the outside world where all of these things are concerned. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, let, let me, let's talk more about education here. You know, there's been a big shift in my church, at least not necessarily with the doctrine, but more just with the whole mindset or the accountability among the members. And let me explain here. You know, I think years ago, the idea in, and I don't think the church instituted this mindset. I just think it naturally came about by the people, but they, they figured, look, the church is responsible for teaching our children you know, the gospel. So you send your kids to, to Sunday school, you know, and, and the church and the church leaders and these Sunday school programs, they're the ones that are responsible for teaching the kids, you know, these principles. And then, you know, as time has gone on, especially, you know, more recently, the church is like, no, no, no. Like we're here to support. Right. But the gospel is taught, you know, in the home. So it's the parents' responsibility. The church is just a support mechanism. So that, let me, you know, use the same analogy and relate it to the schools and get your opinion. What responsibility do parents have to talk to their kids about drugs and alcohol versus the school? And do you think the same type of uh, mentality applies, or do you think parents are kind of off the hook and it's really up to the schools to educate kids about drugs and alcohol? Heck no, I don't want the parents to rely on anyone but themselves and home base and then be blessed and privileged and and grateful if there's any facet of that information that's out there in these other institutions. If the church is carrying that message, that is, that is some good church. And if it's school, they're offering constructive education and preventative information, that is some good school but we can't rely on any of that in this day and age. It's unfortunate. And I don't blame anyone for that. And I don't care. It's not about blame. It's about results and it's about taking care of home base and it's about being intentional. And it's about being that first line of defense and equipping these children 
and preparing them for what lie ahead. And perhaps there's some, some parents have something great to offer to churches and to schools and, and they can make respectful suggestions, but understand it starts and ends at home. Yeah. I love that. No, and this has been a great conversation. And I, I think for parents listening out there, whether it's parents or siblings or whether it's, you know, kids or, I mean, whoever it is listening, I, I think there's a lot of great takeaways for how we can talk with one another, you know, whether that's mm. a child to parent, parent to child, um, sibling to sibling. But I think having these crucial conversations is really critical just to keep tabs on, on people and keep people accountable. And just, you know, in, if we do it in a loving way, in a genuine way, rather than an attacking way, then hopefully people are vulnerable enough and they, they can share their struggles if they are caught in a snare. It's so important. And Steve, I just want to say any parent who's out there, anyone who's out there, if there are any questions or thoughts or anything you want more information on, we are here. This is what this is for. Please reach out to us. You will hear back from us. This is a, a subject I am extremely passionate about and convicted about because I know what our children are facing. I know what I faced and what our children are facing in this day and age is far worse and far greater than the threat I faced as I was coming up in a world of drugs and alcohol. So please be bold, be courageous, be transparent, be vulnerable, be available for your children. And truly, you will have that opportunity to protect them from themselves and keep them safe a day at a time. Love that. And if you need more resources, please go to RestoreDetoxCenters.com. We have eBooks on there. There's other episodes you can check out. And if you, like Stephen said, if you have any questions, comments, or you just want to um, connect with us, you can email us at hello at RestoreDetoxCenters.com. Thank you all so much. Absolutely critical topic and conversation that we covered just now. And we look forward to hearing from you and helping everyone continue to, to stay safe and to be sober.